What's better than this? Guys being dudes. This podcast contains language and themes of an adult nature and is intended for a mature audience. Hello and welcome to the Tree Busted Barstools podcast. You are joined by Beric, the coach, the doctor and myself. How are we gents? We all good? Fantastic. Yes. Absolutely fantastic. We're in high spirits. We have a lot to get through today. Uh, I suppose first up it's the coach with his good, bad and ugly. Then it's Beric with his rough and tumble. Might have a quick break and we'll return shortly after. With the doctor's orders. And then finally, to round out the shit show, it'll be the Sasquatch show. Um, how are we lads? What sport did you tune into? What's the what's happening out there? Just watch it. Tune- watch a, bit of, a bit of GAA this weekend. Yeah. There was a lot, a lot of games on. Yeah. A repeat of the semi-finals of 1920. Mm. Some years. Great result for Tip. Um, yeah, Great, great result for all teams involved. Really, yeah, I think, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Huge, but, uh, huge achievement winning your, um, winning your, uh, your provincial <laughs> title. You know, yeah, not a good weekend for myself uh, between the Irish rugby, the Mead performance on Saturday night, and Philadelphia's performance last night, um, which I'll get to. Um, obviously, my best result this weekend was a spirited nil-all draw with Leeds, and that really sums up that weekend for me. So that, that was a that was a tough weekend. Um, Leeds Leeds were unlucky there. Yeah. Yeah, didn't they hit the three times? Not even gonna argue. Pepe sent <laughs> off for a headbutt as well. Um Did he actually headbutt him or was it a footballer's headbutt? Uh, I it missed it, the it instant. wasn't the is Zidane type. It was like, That was a footballer's headbutt, headbutt but it was just you just can't do it. Yeah. Especially with all the cameras on. Yeah. Unfortunately, sure. Arteta, Arteta came out himself, didn't he, and said, "You know, it's just unacceptable." Yeah, you, you I, put, put yourself in risk. Personally, missed the incident between flick between the the jaw. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if anyone saw, but Manchester United, how lucky! Oh my god, I'm sticking with my prediction. <laughs> yeah, very, I gotta stick um, with the prediction. Very lucky. I have to say, yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's bizarre how like an incident like that happens twice in the one season in such the early stages. Because that happened to De Gea on the opening day against Crystal Palace as well. And then, but uh, to to get a penalty too. awarded against you and then turn it over as well, which was to me anyway, it was a blatant kick. <coughs> it, was, yeah. it was very peculiar that that it was even questioned that you know the, the ref had to go and and then go against himself. Whatever about VAR going against him, but going against himself then. That was peculiar. Yeah. And then, <clears throat> and then a penalty where should it have been given? It's one of them again, isn't it? It's mm. I don't know. Yeah. Um. I suppose in addition this week we've had I think the NBA world has gone crazy. We would have had the draft on Wednesday of last week, um, and then thus erupted kind of a bit of a free agency cra- uh free agency. Sp- spree as such I suppose there's still a few pieces left to fall in place with Harden and Westbrook likely moving on from the the Rockets obviously the number one pick uh, Minnesota going with Edwards in the end I suppose I had picked LaMelo Ball 
but uh, he felt it hard with the Charlotte Hornets. Who was uh, who was second? Second was Wiseman. Went to Golden State Warriors. Very good. Very good. Very and obviously, indeed. Golden State Warriors now have to deal without Clay as he tore his ACL. Or his it's Achilles, Achilles, isn't it? Yeah. Achilles, Achilles. And the return from an ACL. Yeah. yeah. Hasn't yeah. played a whole lot in three years, has he? No. Um, well, that's going to be two se- seasons he's missed in a row. Um, back to back. Hasn't really played since, I think it was game two, the final series against Toronto. Willing to be corrected on that. Willing to be corrected on that. We're all willing to be corrected on something, you know. That's why we. That's why we have such a good thing going. <laughs> if you can't tell, it's a little bit tense here, folks. Uh, we've had a. I'm not going to get into it, but we've had a, a spirited debate between Beric and the coach. So tensions are frayed. Um, there may not be a final episode to the season. <laughs> this is the final episode. There may not be a second half of this episode. <laughs> Anyway, um, I suppose plenty to get through. We've also got another edi- uh, entry into the fan competition we're running. So if you go to our social media platform, Instagram is that of choice. And we're giving away a fan giveaway over the course of the last three episodes. This obviously being the second of those three episodes. So there's just one last chance to get your, your hands on a £60 gift voucher for USA Sports. All you have to do is just comment on the post, tag two of your mates and send us in your best fan question. Either Instagram DM pop us a voice note and there's a link in the podcast description or alternative if you know any of us pop us a WhatsApp voice message to kick us off I think it's time for the good the bad and the ugly are we ready to start the ball coach we are indeed I will get the clock going on myself there so this week's good um, Lewis Hamilton last week won a seventh, his seventh world title um, in the Formula 1 Championship obviously takes him above uh, Schumacher to number 1 spot of the Formula 1 drivers um, so yeah 7-6 94 wins versus 91 um, so what I want to know this week is Ronnie O'Sullivan came out during the week um, commented on Lewis Hamilton and has basically congratulated him and to quote him says it's fantastic for Lewis to win the world title um, but if your car is <laughs> if your car is faster than everybody else on the track you can afford a few mistakes I wouldn't have felt good about any of my titles if the pockets were bigger than my opponents. So, <laughs> I want to know what we, what our feeling is on Formula 1. Cha- Personally, I think <clears throat> to stay top of your game, no matter how fast your car is, the, it's an incredible amount of mental capacity to be able to keep a car going that fast on the track, never mind everything else, true weather conditions, whatever, whether your car is fastest or not, and to keep pole position. But what do you think around the table? Is, is Formula 1 a real sport, I suppose? I'd say it's a real sport, but I do like I do. I'm not a not incredibly knowledgeable when it comes to Formula One, but I do know there is significant advantages depending on the car, and certain teams, as such, for want of a better phrase, do tend to have better cars depending on the year. Now I know it does fluctuate a little bit, but uh, I do know McLaren. It's McLaren uh, Hamilton's bit, isn't it? <coughs> yeah, Mercedes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I know this season they do have the better car. Um. So, I get where Ronnie O'Sullivan's coming from. Really? Um. Yeah. In a way, yes, because it's always anyone that's big into the Formula One will always say, oh, "Yeah, she's got the easier <clears throat> car." Do you know what I mean? The people who actually know, if you listen to people who know about it, they go, "Yeah, look, it's going to be very hard for anyone to beat McLaren this year." You know. 
Doctor, Beric? Wouldn't be my game. <laughs> I, I don't really have a don't really have an opinion on Formula One to be quite honest. Yeah, I'd be similar. I know, I know fuck all about about Formula One. I just have no time for your man Lewis Hamilton. But outside of that, I do. I do think there's a lot of mental. Uh, it's more mental aspect to it. I think though, uh, yeah, you have to be a bit mental to be driving a car at whatever nearly fucking two hundred. How fast did they go now? Like nearly, nearly three hundred miles an hour. Two hundred miles an hour, did he? Two hundred kilometers, kilometers. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> around two hundred something miles. He's an going hour, to the moon. <laughs> <laughs> um. But, yeah, two hundred odd miles an hour, like or whatever. But like, you're gonna be a bit mad to be doing that. But it's just one thing. I never, I've never been into it. I don't think I'm ever gonna get into it. Races yeah, go on for hours as well, don't they? Like it's. I a, don't know if you've watched the documentary on Netflix. It's very good about the Formula One. Mm. I still have been told this. It's a very, very good. Uh, yeah, good I have, I have been told it is good, but like, like one of my mates is mad into it. Like, watches it, like any time it's on. Like, I just, I just don't have the, the, the patience um, for it. To be honest, I suppose the, thing, the thing for Hamilton is that he's now going to. Obviously, he's made history, but he's going to continue to make history because he's still quite young. Mm. So he's got, another, he's probably got another five, six, seven years in him, um, to keep going. If that's if he doesn't pursue his his hip hop career, I believe that he's, um. Yeah. Or if he wants to retire because of the effect he's having on, on global warming and stuff. Uh, I was just about to say that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, um, it's always nice to have a backup when your career. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's quite ironic to say how people eat meat is affecting the uh, the carbon footprint of the world. Yet you drive a rocket ship for a living. But look, <laughs> and fly all over Europe to do so. Um, yeah, in your, in your private jet. But look, yeah. who are we but to yeah. say anything? There is a tremendous amount of, I suppose, bottle is the only word I can think of to to throw yourself into corners at that speed, um, and well, I do appreciate. It. I I think it's kind of a weird. But I think it's if your old boy likes it, you tend to like it. Yeah, <laughs> it's one of them. It's it's, it's similar to horse to, racing, isn't it? It's very hard to track new fans and stuff. I'd say. Yeah, yeah. Or bad. Horse, this week's bad horse news. Horse racing lads. now. Horse racing or like dressage and show jumping because they're like you know. No, they're not sports. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> Thank you for clearing that up. This week's bad news, Neil Lennon. It's been a bad week for Neil Lennon or a bad weekend. They drew Celtic drew 2-2 with Hibernian yesterday. Um, reports last night over Twitter from a couple of sources claiming that Martin O'Neill and Roy Keane have been lined up to replace Neil um, in the next week or so, depending on how things go. Um, and what I want to know is, have Celtic... Let me rephrase that. Did Celtic ever replace Brendan Rodgers? Hmm... I think Celtic are just hitting a national a natural low after mm. ten years of dominating Dominate. Scottish football. They could probably do with us with Rangers to be a little bit better though, couldn't they? I know Rangers are on the way up this year, aren't they? Mm. Well, I couldn't have it last so much game Scottish football. Rangers are ahead, I think, by six points now at this They're, point. No, they, no, yeah. They've stretched it, mm. it's like eleven. They stretched it. Oh, they stretch after the draw yesterday as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah it might be, court, it might yeah. be no harm for for them to lose you know, I believe we had this conversation on the podcast about three weeks ago and everyone went against me saying Rangers would be winning would be a good thing well see yeah, but my, it's the way you phrased it though you, phrased you were it. like you it's not what you said it's the way you said it yeah you were just looking to incite a reaction yeah, that's what it was you're if you'd a, said you're a fisher it's all you yeah, are if, if you'd said look wouldn't it be great if someone other than Celtic won we'd exactly. probably have been in agreement but you said wouldn't it be great if Rangers won? Yeah. <laughs> you just twisted the screw a little bit and you yeah. just yeah you so tried. You tried to get a reaction out of it, <laughs> yeah. and you've you've somewhat succeeded. 
My yeah. theory on it is that Celtic have never re- when you get rid of Rodgers, you get rid of of, of philosophy. I think and Neil Lennon doesn't really have a philosophy he's a manager but I don't think he brings a whole lot to the table in terms of building the club you know he's not a great how, manager though is he like no. Neil Lennon but he's never he um, never has been like, do you know what I mean I think, he, I think he's a good plug how good is Stephen Kenny's philosophy going he hasn't re- he hasn't had philosophies are great until you don't have the players see if you swap Stephen Kenny with Neil Lennon I actually we might get a bit of hate for it but I actually think that's a good swap oh yeah Stephen can build a philosophy he's a club manager I think we've established or everyone kind of kind of established this and can bring players up and through whereas Leon Hedden's a manager show up six times a year go on the gargle the rest of the year and he's happy you know but he knows how to get the best out of what he has I think yeah so I think that would be a good swap will it ever happen maybe not probably, probably not probably not no, no. Um, but Martin O'Neill and Roy Keane to take over possibly there's murmurings that's it's just not a partnership I managed yeah. I, I imagine's working beyond what it did. Well, get this to make it even a little bit better. What I read, whether it's true or not, is that there will be co-managers. Oh, mm, with Guppy as assistant, Steve Guppy. So how it will work? I don't know. It didn't work at Liverpool um, with yeah. Gerard Houllier. So uh, look, that one remains to be seen. Um, this week's ugly. Ulster Rugby um, over the weekend had a thousand fans in against Scarlets for their uh, Guinness Pro 12 clash. Pro 14 clash? 14 now? We're 14 now, aren't we? Mm, Pro 14, yeah. Um, So with that, obviously the UK passed a bill today to allow 4,000 fans into games of Premier League. That obviously goes down depending on your tier of teams. So tier 2 can have 2,000 and so on. Um, And then also this week we had the introduction of, or I suppose the announcement of Conor McGregor officially fighting Dustin Poirier in, in... Abu Dhabi um, and they have announced that they will hold World Fight Week that week so parties beach clubs uh, gigs um, extra fights I'd imagine fight night style fights and things like that so what I want to know is in sport in general are we just being too greedy now at this point with with COVID obviously um, I don't know if you've seen Instagram and stuff over the last few weeks there's loads of influencers going to Abu Dhabi it seems to be where they've all relocated to. so what do we think of both I suppose the introduction of fans back to grounds and then I suppose the next that is probably the next UFC event that we're going to have fans at like they've they've surely put precautions in place to allow this to carry on like I, I doubt they're just going fuck it let's just have fans back like there's prob- there's precautions in place I imagine for it like no, would it be? Well, no, I, I, think... I suppose the precaution is coming with, say, for the football, for example, is the four thousand. But I suppose the question is, are we better off instead of going little bit by little bit, just introducing everyone back at the same time when we know there's a vaccine available and everything? I don't think sport is really suffering at the moment, although you know TV numbers and stuff seem to be down at the moment. But Ooh, we, we we had discussed this before, like the the area that's of sport that's going to be affected most by COVID is not your elite level, it's not your grassroots, it's that middle level. Um, I suppose of the sports that could have fans back, the most easily managed is the UFC. Because they're gonna these influencers or whatever are gonna have to fly out to Dubai and they are gonna have to quarantine. They're gonna have to fly back and they are gonna have to quarantine. People going to the game on a Saturday looking for a dodgy bar for a point every Saturday. Multiple like I I just think I, it's gonna be very hard to manage pinch points, football fans away not fans being able to go to a game. Fans, yeah. Yeah, I just think. Oh, the uh, that's, sorry, go ahead. No, go on. No, 
the, the the international fight week thing that you're talking about um i don't think kind of similar to what sass is saying like i don't think it will turn around and be like like i don't think me and you can go to it do you know what i mean i'd i'd say it's going to be a little bit more upper class yeah for, for a better phrase yeah for one to be yeah exactly um i think it'll be beyond the, the wages yeah. of the the busted bar stools to get over to uh to get over to credit, it you won't see the queues at the credit unions for vegas <laughs> yeah exactly i I'd, yeah. I'd imagine you'd be looking at probably upwards of 10 g's to even be near it um and i'd imagine they'll they'll be kind of monitoring how many people are going to be in i'm like i'm sure they've thought of it do you know what i mean like they, they're back technically doing shows since what june june july and the lockdown one anyway. yeah so like i'm sure they've put a few plans in order for january do you know that kind of way i think to be very the ufc have been fantastic for just giving two fingers to covid from yeah. from the onset yeah but ain't a white and all his baldness just I sitting really there many cases either to be fair have they so and that brings us to the end of the good the bad and the ugly for this week the only case thank you gentlemen actually just thank you. on that the only case I can think of was actually probably the first one do you remember that um, no there's been there's been cases throughout there's been a couple but there's never been a, a flare up I suppose as you want to call yeah, it no yeah. outbreaks as such so, yeah, it's been um, it's, and it's, it's always kind of been like like either the fighter has it or one of his team has it yeah. it's not like the whole yeah. fucking crew he brought in with him Actually, just, like, I'm saying that I, I I digress a little bit, but watching the boxing last week, where when Kate was fighting last week before, and I noticed that the corner men are wearing the mask and they're wearing the face shield. Once they're once the fight's over, they're <laughs> all of it's off. Yeah, they're taking pictures, never in ringside. <laughs> like it's bizarre. I I think that it's more for um, Visuals. it's more for show, isn't it? Like it's it it's more to, to kind of go like this is what we're doing to support. I don't know if support's really the right word, is it? More so kind of like, this is what we've decided our precautions are and we're going to stick to them for but the fight. Then, it's, it's like, like you said, you go inside, like they step from one spot two feet to the left and everything's off. Everyone's yeah. hugging. People are Share, sharing five guys' burgers. Yeah, exactly. It's like, it's like the NFL fan, <laughs> uh, finding players for not wearing a mask on the sideline. Like, Oh, that's visuals. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah come yeah. on like, it's 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 definitely image based like it's just to be yeah. like here we are being compliant with all the rules and regulations or whatever um knee then is it it's moved to myself n- nicely into to roof and tumble as they say the roof and tumble and this week was somewhat of a sorry coach go ahead am go i ahead. on the clock you are you're on the clock baby Thank you. And um, this week was somewhat of a of a quiet week in the um, in the Mama world. Um, I think I picked my um, pick of the week this week was the Bellator that went on was on Thursday night. Uh, AJ McKee beat Darian Caldwell by a, quite a strange submission. Which you wouldn't usually see. It was a neck crank kind of guillotine. Um, you wouldn't see it a lot. It's it's more so a submission that you would use to say. It's it's more uncomfortable than a submission, if you know what I mean. It's it's a, will be something you'd use for to make them move, not to say 
finish them, which was strange. Um, other than that, the Bell Tour was a bit not lackluster, but it was it was fine. Um, last night, no, not last night. Today is Monday. Monday. Recording a little bit late this week. Sorry, guys. Um, on Saturday night, um, we had Valentina Shevchenko um, beat Jennifer Maya by decision. Um, she's kind of gone down the John Jones road and things of she's so dominant that like people are like clawing at anything to give the people that she's fighting around if you know what I mean um, I th- like she won 23 of the 25 minutes and, and people are were kind of the commentators were kind of of the I, I don't know how, how to describe it best like they, they could have ex- like could have had an exchange and they both would have landed on each other but the commentators would be kind of more so being like oh wow did you see that Maya has landed on her even though Shevchenko probably landed the better shots if you know what I mean it's a bit kind of like any weakness they're looking not even weakness anything they can give her they'll give her um, that kind of she's clearing out her division now at the moment um, she's only kind of lost to if I'm correct to Amanda Nunes she lost it twice she arguably beat Amanda Nunes once as well um, so that could possibly rear Ted again as being a as being a trilogy fight um, as well as that who else was on uh, Davison Figueredo beat your man um, Alex Perez that was kind of he's also clearing out his division they actually gonna... s- scheduled him for a fight in two weeks um, with a fellow who won on the prelims Um so that's just like he he's literally just wiping people out like in in, in one round he's kind of like Shmaev in that sense that he's he's not taking any damage he's finishing up fights and around in a bit and that's it um, you know we love a bit of full circle on the Buster Barstools mm-hmm. Shogun yeah, <laughs> that spikes some interest um, Shogun fought Paul Craig on on, on, the, on that card Shogun is 42 now I think Um did not look himself or Dana White actually came out and said he looked a shell of himself um, and he got stopped by punches so every week I feel like we're going on the should he retire should he retire he should probably retire um, just, just on that i seen and correct me where I'm wrong the UFC failed to re-sign Anderson Silva they released him they released him mm. So is is this now what will be part of the course? Like, if will Dana turn around and go, look, we're releasing you, Shogun? Um, yeah, like, hopefully that's what happens. And then, see, what I think actually fed into them releasing Silva was Scott Coker, who is the Bellator owner. They asked him in an interview, would he be interested in signing Anderson Silva? And he said no. So I think when Dana heard that, he was probably like, oh, okay, he's not going to fight then. Do, do you know that kind of way? And, and I, no, obviously, I don't know, but that could have came into the decision a little bit more. But, like, kind of the same way that the Chuck Liddell thing went, like, he got a fight on Oscar De La Hoya's MMA promotion. Like, that's it's just a bizarre combination of words. And, yeah. you know, it's it's just, it's disappointing to kind of see when to get to that level like like we talked about last week there was a couple of guys that fought on the or two weeks ago um, that fought on the 
Pilskar, like Arlovsky and all, and Glover Teixeira, who are in their 40s, but still winning, still competitive, and not out there getting hurt, you know, that kind of way. But when you kind of look at these guys, like, like Anderson Silva and Shogun, BJ Penn, Diego Sanchez, like, they're going out there and, like, they're just taking years off their life. Like, you're just looking at it going, you're being injured here, like, you know. Speaking, um, speaking of older people who are fighting... Mike Tyson and Roy Jones, Roy Jones, Roy Jones Jr. Thank you. Are fighting next weekend. This weekend, no? This weekend coming? So it's not Sunday. Sorry, it's Monday. You're right. Yeah, this weekend coming. So what I want to know is, we're staying up for or? No, I know we're talking four or five a.m. But might we see a death? Like, would it be worth? No, I won't be staying up. Um, as far as I'm aware, they're wearing sixteen ounce gloves and headgear. Um. It's so it's an it's an exhibition, it'd be like sparring. Um, it's a good Sorry, spectacle. When I, when I when I referred to death, I meant Jake Paul's fighting. Any chance of him you know, falling out of the ring or possibly? Hope there's always hope. It's the hope that kills you. Um, uh, do I have long left there? Because hey, I, 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 I can. Four I have minutes, yeah. four minutes. Okay. Um, the the Mike Tyson and Roy Jones Jr. on. It's a funny one because I think. Dana White was actually asked about this the other day and did you see they said that they're not like there's no there's going to be no winner there's going to be no judges officially scoring it and they're not going to knock each other out how in the name of God can you say that they're not going to knock each other out like it's it's all well and good like in theory saying they're not going to knock each other out until one of them lands on the other one and the competitive like nature of two world-class athletes takes over like do you know what i mean like those lads be boxing the head off each other in like if it was a game of monopoly never mind it's in a fight well, it's, it's, like, it's like that thing i was telling you i, I mentioned before you man loyal alzado used to be a linebacker i think for the oakland raiders he fought ali loyal yeah, yeah, alzado yeah. died because of steroid abuse but they did an exhibition exhibition fight and your man Lyle Alzado put six, eight weeks good work, good work training in, and he's competitive El, El Buckle. And um, he should, Ali was too good, and he was just dodging him. And your man Lyle Alzado, I'd say his 199th swing, he just caught Ali flush, and I'd say Ali just finished him in about 30 seconds, just out yeah. of pure rage. Mm. Um, and that's that, that could happen easily. Yeah. See, the only thing that would stop that is I think they're both. Like there, there's a level of competitiveness in the sense of they're both world class boxers or were world class boxers, and um, that it's not like you, you know, kind of when one person is at such a high level compared to the other that they only have to do something for for ten seconds and they're gone. Like you know that kind of way. Mm. This will be a little bit more competitive. Um, in keeping with my question that I like to ask the squad every week, um. As Coach just touched on there um, earlier, McGregor is officially fighting now, um, 23rd of January. My question is, will you be on the bandwagon? Yeah, 100%, yeah. You will be? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll probably buy a UFC t-shirt now. Is that right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, well, that's incredible, at least. Um but yeah, no, I'll definitely be on it. But, oh, sorry, the, the, the real question I was going to ask was, are, are you, you going to be on the bandwagon even... I, I'm not going to say bandwagon. Are you going to stay up and are you going to watch it, even though the 
let's say extracurriculars and and stuff that's been going on behind the scenes with him. Um, yeah, are, you, are you still supportive of him, or are you um, against it? This is in in Dubai as well, is it? Yeah, so they're, they're saying it might be closer to Irish time, as in yeah, you know, a, a more reasonable era. But reasonable. <clears throat> yeah, I know his extracurriculars and all that sort of stuff, but he still draws a crowd. Like that's why he gets the big bucks. Like I'm still gonna watch. It doesn't mean I'm necessarily supporting him or either looking for him to get knocked out, but it's spikes my interest just like I don't know I don't support Man United or Man City but I still watch it do you know that way yeah so that that's kind of the question I'm asking you're more so just watching it for the spectacle of it as opposed yeah. to the support yeah, so. of the athlete yeah I think so what I like I'd obviously I really like Poirier like he is pointing for I really like Poirier would have been anyone else I'd probably say I'd really like to see McGregor win, but I'd actually like to see Poirier do well because he's obviously a few years younger and I could see him kind of, not, I wouldn't say controlling the sport, but being a big name in the sport for the next few years. Same. There's a year in the difference between two. I thought there was three, but yeah. Well, um, he's, he's definitely younger. He looks, yeah. he looks a lot, like athletic-wise, he looks like his body hasn't gone through as much. But it probably has. I'm sure he's it's been knocked out more times. Yeah, gone through more probably if you were going down the uh, abuse rate. Um, I am similar to yourself in the sense I really, really like Poirier and it's going to be very tough to watch McGregor knock him out in two rounds. Which you is, reckon? Two rounds? Yeah, 100. Oh, yeah, yeah, if even. Look, I, if, if anything, you, you, I would like to see a knockout be it one or the other, but yeah, it, it, it looked things way up to it mm. probably is going to be McGregor. You never and know. He, it, could, it could be a five-round Diaz-style war. That would be incredible. I think that's everyone everyone wants. That's what everyone wants. I like it's more so the kind of head in the heart um, debate here. Like I'd love to see that, but I think, and I'm I'm ninety seven percent sure McGregor's going to stop winning two rounds. And That's, I don't think McGregor would have taken the fight had he thought it would go the distance, would he? Um. Might have done. Might have done. I, I don't think that's. I suppose. How, well, I don't the think question to ask is that, like, I don't think you would. I suppose since their last bout, has Poirier in- increased to the level that McGregor has probably dropped off a slight bit? Like, you see, it's I it's, don't think it's very hard to say that he's dropped off because he hasn't. Like, what has he dropped off on? He's done the. Like if you if you uh, if you look at probably when he fought Alvarez, he was I I think that whole kind of period of time he's the best fighter in the world by a country man. Yes. Yeah, but I don't think he's there now. No, I'm not saying he can't get back up to there, but it, that was he just kind of was on there was momentum in there as well after. But what would make you say that he wasn't on that level because of the Khabib fight that he was taking down in? Not even that. It's just the the length of time between. Like he fought Cowboy Cerrone, Cowboy Cerrone just didn't put up to him on the night. Um, I don't know. He probably is. Like I just, I think maybe. What I leave you with from my point. Okay. <laughs> the Alvarez fight is probably the best version of McGregor we've ever seen. Arguably one of the best fighters of all time, based off a specific performance. If you, if you know what I'm saying. The thing you need to bear in mind there is that was a it was a stand up fight. 
by the time Alvarez had even tried to take him down, he had been dropped twice. Um, that's where the Khabib one would differ in the sense that he, he Khabib had no interest in striking him in the first two rounds. He was going to take him down. Um, when then you look at the fight after, so we'll just say his last three fights. So it was Alvarez, Khabib, and then Cerrone. Two of which were stand-up fights, and one wasn't. Both of which were stand-up fights. He finished in probably less than nine minutes between the two fights. Poirier is a stand-up fighter. He's a boxer. He's a southpaw. Um, you know, he can grapple. Probably won't, though. So, I think striking-wise, no one in that division is going to get near McGregor. Like, you have to bear in mind that he did do... He did fight Floyd Mayweather, which everyone's saying is like, oh yeah, but that was like a freak show fight. Arguably it was. He did do a specific boxing training camp for 10 weeks. Like, his boxing improved in that time. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it, but like, that's what, four years? Four years ago? Three years? It'd be four years ago, yeah. But it's like, it's work in the bank. You know what I mean? It's money in the bank. Uh, yeah. yeah yeah but that's but me skills increase that's... and decrease though no? yeah but it's he hasn't not trained for four years I'm I'm and I'm not debating that no I'm just saying is it to the level free Mayweather do you know what I mean is there scope for uh, regression in skills based on offsetting proper 12 and I'm not here like trying to say he's not going to win it. But, but you can only go off his last performance. Yeah. Fair, 40 fair. seconds. Knocked him out. Fair. We, fair. we move from there. When was, yeah. Just out of interest, when was Poirier's last performance? He beat Dan Hooker in Three. over five rounds. Went to a decision. Mm. But he lost the first two rounds. Okay. Dan Hooker doesn't hit his head. Now, having said that, I sound like I'm very anti-Poirier here. If Poirier was fighting anybody else but McGregor, I'd want him to win. And it's going to upset me when Connor beats him. But here, here we are. You, you know, this is how it goes. Anyway, when we leave it there, when we... Great, I'm going it. home. <laughs> Quick <laughs> word from our sponsors. Money messing. Be back after the break. Hi everyone, it's the Sasquatch here from the Tree Busted Barstools podcast. This episode and all episodes in season two are produced in partnership with the Square Ball. The Square Ball is located just off Marion Square. It has dozens of screens showing televised sport and award-winning barbecue, making it the perfect spot in Dublin to catch the game. For more information or to book in, please visit the-square-ball.com. Thanks. Hello and welcome back to the second half of the penultimate or maybe second ultimate half. episode of season two. Um, so, why don't we get down to it? Your weekly dose. It's the doctor's orders. Ah, good evening, everybody. Yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna read out a tweet and then I'm gonna put it out to everyone to have a discussion about it. So, do we have to last... guess who it is? Uh, 
You and McKenna. No, no. Oh. No, no. So. Thank you, God. Sunday, uh, Marcus Rashford sent out a tweet saying, okay, so let's address this. I'm 23. I came from little. I need to protect not just my future, but my family's too. To do that, I made a decision at the beginning of 2020 to start investing more in property. Please don't run stories like this alongside references to campaigning. And it was in relation to a headline and an article in the Daily Mail or Mail on Sunday. And it says, what a result, campaigning football star Marcus Rashford has bought five luxury homes worth more than two million pounds. On a scale to on a scale of zero to we're out to get you, how bad is that? Oh, it's, it's probably it. Probably a twenty-five. Uh, I'd say. Where is the crosses? Where is my hood? Yeah, yeah. is Absolutely. where is it's very, um, very. And the guys who actually wrote the article also done pieces for the Sun as well. So that goes to to show you um, two bastions of journalism there. Yeah, yeah. Down with uh, the sword. Journalism. Journalism but it just to, no. to go um, on, like in how footballers can get targeted, and it always seems to be. Uh, the black footballers as well because if you remember from two years ago uh, speaking of the sun they put up a headline saying uh, Raheem Sterling picks up bargains at Primark Primark I was, ju- I was literally just about to say that to you that was what I was about to say despite his 180k a week wages like so what if he shops at Penny there was actually there's a second part to that as well because a similar article was ran a week later or a week previously of him in a Louis Vuitton tracksuit with a Louis Vuitton bag and a pair of Gucci runners saying that he shouldn't be spending as much or he's look how lavishly he's living. Like yeah. what do you what do you mean? I suppose, like, like, do you also remember the one about him where he has the gun on his leg? The, the tattoo. And they went ballistic that he's going on that he's promoting gun violence. Like I think he came out and had a fairly noble reason for having it but it's it was to do with by a gun by a gun <laughs> yeah so I think <sighs> like I don't agree I, no I, but I, it was yeah I, I don't agree remind, yeah sorry Sask go on I say it was a reminder to him to work to, to promote uh, not promote but to get youths away from gun violence <clears> and that's yeah. that was the inspiration behind that too. look that's his belief maybe it's a bit out there um, but just on the Raheem Sterling one I'm pretty sure and I'm willing to be correcting this Someone mentioned that in recurrent weeks, not recurrent, recurrent days in the sun, there was an article about Phil Foden buying a home for his mother and saying how great of a lad he was. And the next day, or maybe it's vice versa, Raheem Sterling buying a home for his mother and how much he spent and how ridiculous the amount of money he spent. When both accomplished the same thing, same they put thing. the parents yeah. in a home without yeah. a mortgage. Yeah, it's man, I suppose, like how bad are the British media at fueling I'll say fueling racism really, in sport. it always seems to be the northern clubs you notice that it's never really the London ones the, the London it's, players seem to get away with it an awful lot It's I don't. sorry I don't mean get away with it an awful lot I mean they kind of can go around culture. about their life I suppose it would be demographics um, up, up north there is a higher concentration of Lower income. Lower income. No, I meant as in ethnicities. Like, oh, okay. I think there'll be a, a higher, like London is a melting pot of uh, creeds, 
Everyone. Uh, uh, just easy to say everyone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> everyone. Yeah. Tip down um, the, the feces. Yeah, just it's it's there's like if you've ever been to London you walk down the road and it's like you you wouldn't know. Like like say if you were an alien and you just landed in the <laughs> middle of London, you wouldn't know who was well I suppose they're all natives, but you you know what I'm saying. What? you know the point I'm trying to make. Um the only thing like I always think about this like you know the whole the, the Black Lives Matter campaign as such that's been going on in, in America I never usually think about that and I'm kind of and then obviously when that all started and it was like oh there's so much racism going on never and obviously we wouldn't have to we I don't think we see it as much over here now maybe we do it could be very wrong here but like you see things like that and then you just go oh no wait a sec it is a severe problem mm. like every, like and it's always happening like with football like footballers will just stick on the footballers for the moment like but yeah. like they are always always being targeted like always yeah and like rashford's it, rashford's should be up for a, a fucking yeah. knighthood not not like they, getting he, attacked exactly, in the papers just on another point just to kind of i suppose compare now i know david beckham is retired and he's a lot older and he does work globally for the likes of unicef and stuff and they put it out and i'm not sure if it was the mail it could have been the Daily Mail saying this man should be knighted for his charitable contributions and his charitable work. Whereas, like, if you look what's going on there, like, like it says in, in Rashford's tweet, he's only 23 and he came from little as well. And it's why he's fighting for the causes that he's fighting for. But he doesn't doesn't deserve to have a headline in the paper like that just because he spent money on, on property, like, to secure his and his family's future, basically. Um, but yeah, yeah, he has his MBE, and I can see him getting annoyed. You, you can almost see his downfall already, though, can't you? It's it's oh, it's, yeah. it's like everyone before him. Like I think if we're, I think if we're all being honest, Rashford's not good enough to be a Champions League or a top four player. I don't think um, he he's he's brilliant. Everything he does off off the pitch is excellent and everything, and he probably, he does deserve to be recognised for that. But he's not good enough so you can already see the headlines you know this is his downfall spend the money too much time off the football pitch etc and it sells papers that's from Liverpool fans are yeah. going to buy it because they don't like Rashford United or her fans are going to buy it because they just want to give out about what's been written about him like it, it, it sells papers and that's the problem maybe he's not good enough to be Champions League footballer but he's good to be a prim- good enough to be a Premier League yeah. footballer, footballer yeah. absolutely um, but it, it shows the lack of intelligence from these gutter journalists yeah. that they can for one instance say hold on a minute this is a professional footballer for what last four or five years that he hasn't enough money to start investing in property <coughs> that he's only got this money from campaigning for at risk youths um, it's madness like sorry just to go back to your point there coach he's only 23 like there's a lot of playing in front of him do you not think there's a lot of playing in front of him like, but there's a lot of playing in front of him for someone like Aston Villa or Watford you not think he could possibly improve? Like, do you not think that he's... He, he could possibly play at the same level abroad. I don't think he can play at the same level in the UK. Sorry, I say in the UK, in England. Mm. I think if, if you're 23... <sighs> but does does you, he have to be the star? You know, I don't think he has to be the star. Like no, he but that's, he that's the thing. He, the star, yeah. he doesn't have to be the star, but he could go and be the star at a lower club, I think. But... But I don't think he needs to be yeah. the star. Like, no, I don't he, think his ego is that big that he's like, I want to be the star. I, want to be the the top I don't think so. But if United would go the way that they should go, 
I don't think he fits into this. I don't think he'd be in the first. Well, he's definitely not in the first eleven. And I'm, I question whether he'd be in the next seven player in the eighteen. I don't know. I I I don't think he's that bad. I think he's I think he's quite yeah. good to be honest. I, I think he'd be a great. Uh, I think he would work as a impact old black. I think he could be two two signings away from the door. As Do in, I mean, so? it's two. Wasn't wasn't he uh, linked with Barcelona? Was it last year? He was, yeah. Or the year before, yeah. Barcelona, Barcelona are just well. Barcelona are just a mid-table team in the league. So I don't know what we're twelfth. Yeah, but to be to but be like, fair, Barcelona linked this week with Joel Matip from Liverpool, and I'm a Liverpool mm. fan. He's been great for us, very injury prone. But Barcelona's going somewhere that me as a Barca yeah. fan, you don't want to go. Yeah, Barca are are going through a dark period, aren't they? Look, like, really. Um, we, digress. we digress. Yeah, but like I I don't know. I I think I disagree with you in the sense that I, about Rashford. I think he is a good footballer, and I think I know you're not saying he's a bad footballer, but like I think. I think he's better than you're giving him credit Look, for. I think to be, he needs to be as good as Raheem, or better than Raheem Sterling. Was a twenty? No, he doesn't. But to, to be, no, he but, he, but is he not arguably as good? like what age is Sterling now? Doctor, twenty-eight. <laughs> Older? Is he which twenty-eight? No, he's not that old. He, no, he's younger. Oh. Is he? He's as good. As, he's as good as Liverpool got out of Sterling. Yeah, that's what. This, that was the point I was going to make. Yeah, Jesus, he's twenty-five. He's on the scene a long time. Jeez, he, yeah. he does feel like he's been around years, yeah. isn't it? He broke into Liverpool when he was about six or seven. Correct me if I'm wrong. Q- Q- Is, Q- was Q- it Sterling that was Q- it Sterling that had to get a letter for the to miss his like GCSEs because Liverpool were playing away? Was that Sterling? Could have been Jordan Ayeb. The both of them came from QPR. Oh, maybe it was him. Yeah, maybe it was him. One of them did. Yeah, but Jesus, I didn't think Sterling was that young. Yeah, but anyway, I think it's it's just wrong that type of journalism. And it kind of needs to... You see, needs and this, to stop. this is part of the greater issue. I don't think they realise that they are wrong, and that's the problem. It's yes. this deep-seated... Yeah. Uh, hiding in racism. plain sight racism. <laughs> yeah, it's racism. It's kind of like, oh, it's, it's, it's like when uh, Bono comes on and is like, you know, give the troker, and you're kind of like, mate, you're worth about a billion quid. What are you asking me for money for? Every we're time right, I clap my hands, a child in Africa <laughs> dies. <laughs> Stop clapping. <laughs> um, no, but look, it, I think it's a big... It's one of them things, to all the listeners, get your media sources from reputable sources. Yeah. The Athletic. Yeah. The, like, if you have to pay for it, you have to pay for it. You know, just don't buy the Red Tops. Don't buy the Sun. It's not buying them, because they're all posted on social media anyway, so just don't support them. Yeah. If you want to read them and laugh, but... Yo, check Don't pay And that brings us to the end of the doctor's uh, segment this week. Thank you for listening. I think that's the. I think that's the best buzz we've had all all season. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely better than the the hoot. The original noise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The uh, nuclear bomb is incoming. So. Yeah. Um. I suppose. You good to start the clock, coach? And I'll, I'll I'll kick into it. Absolutely. We're going straight in. Straight no in. kissing. No kissing. Hit it, sass. Hit it, sass. Okay. Um, I suppose initially I planned to do a, a segment on TV audiences, COVID, and and stuff like this, something that puts you to sleep. But because we've decided to record on a Monday this week, thank God. <laughs> because we've decided to record on a Monday this week, 
I'm going to do something I never get a chance to do, and that is to review the NFL for y'all. Um, Thursday's a big day. It is Thanksgiving. Um, the old adage is football season doesn't start until you eat your turkey. Um, and we are, we're headed down the uh, the runway track to the, the playoffs. Playoffs going to be a little bit different this year as well, guys. Traditionally, six teams from each conference head into the playoffs. They've extended that this year to seven, which means by a uh, bye weekend is only going to be awarded to the top team in each conference at the minute that's pittsburgh in the afc and it is new orleans in the nfc as things stand bit of history is going to be made tonight as well la rams take on the tampa bay buccaneers this segues nicely back into the doctor's point we will have the first all african-american officiating crew first time in nfl history Following on, I think it would have happened a couple of weeks prior in the college um, game. Willing to be correct on that. I thought I'd read something similar. But I suppose, I have to admit, I called the Ravens as Super Bowl champions. I think back in Season 2, we did a little preview to the upcoming uh, NFL season. I don't think they're going to do it this year. Um, I just think Mara Jackson's having a bit of a second season slump. I don't know what you guys think. Um, he does seem to be struggling a bit. Not a top three quarterback. At present. Yeah. Um, I suppose, obviously, last night, Sunday night, um, we obviously probably lost the rookie of the year in Joe Burrow. Joe and technically gained the rookie of the year, as in Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert now has yeah. rookie of the year. Unless yeah. maybe... I don't think a defensive player is gonna gonna win it, but Chase Young has been exceptional. He's but it would have been it would have been Burrow against two next week, wouldn't it? Or the week after? Week thirteen. Yeah, week yeah. 13. That would have been um, a good a good battle. Interesting one as well. Obviously, my side is, is is the Philadelphia Eagles, currently tied in the NFC East. Um, well, the Eagles are, are top. They're three six and one. <laughs> And we have a three-way tie for second place between the Cowboys, the Giants, and Dallas. They're all three and seven. But one of the fixtures on Thanksgiving is the Washington football team and Dallas Cowboys. So we will have a new leader in the NFC East before the weekend. Interesting stat, I suppose, is if any other team barring the Atlanta Falcons from the NFC was to enter the NFC East, they would immediately be leading it. It's got to be the worst division in football at present and I suppose this is the argument a lot of people would say this is going to this is going <coughs> to come back to bite me in the backside would say if you want to make the Leinster Championship better take Dublin out of it because it's a nice even competition but this is the argument between parity and competition um, and I suppose there's parity in the NFC East but it's not a great competition we'll move on swiftly um, there was no need to bring that up <laughs> Um, I suppose there's two sides left to get a bye week as well. Uh, so the Panthers books, we've six weeks left. Gents, I'd like to know Super Bowl favourites, Super Bowl matchup, and the MVP. Go. <sighs> Do you want me to start you off? <clears throat> go on. Yeah, I'll, I'll go out. I'll throw it out there. Okay, it's your okay, segment. Okay, um, I actually no, think, I actually now believe with the sign of Le'Veon Bell. KC are going to repeat. Um, obviously, it hasn't been done since 2003, 2004 with the New England Pats. Um, I, going out there, I'm going to go with a Super Bowl matchup of Kansas and Seattle. 
I, don't, I just have a good feeling about about Seattle. I don't think New Orleans. I think I think Drew Brees is just too old. And uh, Michael Thomas has been an issue all year. Obviously, Alvin Kamara is a freak, but I just don't think they're going to make it. I don't think Tampa's going to make it. Um, so I'm going with Seattle at a push. Um, and my MVP is. It's Paddy Mahomes, but it's a similar one to the NBA one in that LeBron James is the MVP every year, but he doesn't always win it. I think Paddy Mahomes is the best player in the NFL. And rookie of the year is, is, is Justin Herbert. So, where do you stand, gents? Um, Chiefs will win it again, I think. You're right there. Um, I think they'll play the Buccaneers in the final. And... Hard, uh, yeah, I agree with you in the sense that like Mahomes is the best player, but will they give it to him again? Is, is up there. Do you know who I think has been brilliant is Josh Allen? If you were to, I was just about to go just down. About to mention his name actually. Where does he stand in your quarterback ranking? This he, he's top three. Top three. He's he's yeah, 100%. Uh, his, his combination with Diggs has been quick. Yeah, that's unbelievable. And I think while they're talking about quarterbacks. The, this year, although he's been injured, it has been a good year for Dak Prescott in the sense that his stock has most certainly risen since his injury, as opposed to... And I'm delighted because it could have went one of two ways where they could have just been brilliant without him and everyone would have went, oh, see, Dak's, Dak's not that good or whatever. Whereas it's gone the complete other way and I'm delighted. <laughs> To be honest, CD Lamb also for Rookie of the Year. I know he won't get it, but he's not a bad show. He's been very, very good this year. Some catch last night. A serious catch, yeah. Um, um, sorry, MVP as well. Dalvin Cook could be up there. He's a smoky. He's an absolute smoky mm, for MVP. He could be up there. And King Henry as well. Yeah, Derek Henry's a Jesus, yeah, especially after Just that. Just on, thing. sorry to cut across you, coach. I know you, you have a good take there, but. Uh, on the whole Dak Prescott negotiations another thing that's critical is is how bad the NFC East was if the Dallas Cowboys were out of the picture now if there was two teams in the NFC East that were competent um, I'd say the Cowboys would consider geez, maybe we tank and make a play for Trevor maybe we make a trade with the Jets they're actually the Jets as well are the only team that's officially out eliminated at this stage mm. so it's another thing that's probably working Dak's favour. Yeah, good. Man deserves to be paid. Did none of you think that Pittsburgh, you'd like to see Pittsburgh get there? Seeing as what everything they've done so far. I will have to hand, hold my hands up here and apologise to friend of the show. Who <laughs> um, actually said in... Week was three. Was it the, start of the first week? Was it the first week? Uh, the first week of the NFL or the first week of the podcast? First week of the NFL. I think we were, know, well, three, been, we were about three weeks in and you were like, oh, Pittsburgh have done nothing. <laughs> yeah. I said, I said, like, talk about one of the worst takes of the year. <laughs> I basically said, they'd beat no one. Once they play a good team, they'll be found out. Big Ben is a myth. <laughs> He's passed. It's more or less what I said. Um, and I'm now clearing the egg from my face. Interesting matchup this week. They're playing Baltimore. Baltimore are they'll, toured they'll. in the AFC North. Cleveland are ahead of them. Yeah, I think I think um Is it yeah. I think they'd be beaten, to be honest. I don't I like I'm not 
for a man who's drafted Lamar Jackson in his fantasy football team, I am none too plus. Uh, I, 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 think, I think you need to also wind up a little bit. How many how many quarterbacks did you have at the start of the season? It's neither here nor there. <laughs> is Cleveland coming into a bit of form? Are they going? Is OBJ a big loss to them, or do you think they're better off without him? The running game is immense between yeah. Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb now back. It's immense. They've great tight ends. They've David Njoku. I think he's actually injured at the minute, but and they've Austin Hooper. They're two excellent tight ends. Yes, the deep threat. De- their defense is very good. Mm. Um, deep threat, very good. Good kicker. I mean, like. but uh, interesting stat actually. Uh, Baker's win on the weekend. It means he is now. He moved to the most wins in the Browns stadium overtaking Ben Roethlisberger <laughs> so a man who didn't even play for the franchise held the record for wins in their stadium for the Baker um, how the stadium or how young is the stadium see it's, a lot of it's to do with so there was Cleveland Browns they moved to Baltimore rebranded as the Baltimore Ravens and then the NFL expanded and they gave back the franchise to Cleveland Browns to the Cleveland Browns so there's technically been two Cleveland Browns different organisations even though it's the same name it's a bit confusing but yeah so since 2000 incredible 2002 maybe and outsiders wild cards anyone have a wild card I know the doctor said the Bills maybe with Josh Allen Um, I would love to see Miami give it a a run but they're probably too too much in their infancy yeah, uh, the tit- the Titans are always a good shout. Well, not always a good shout, but I think could be a good shout this year because Derrick Henry is a destroyer and can win games himself. Like so, and Ryan Tannehill's actually played very very well this year. So, so I think a lot the success of Tennessee is going to be predicated on who wins the AFC South. I mean, Indianapolis seven and three, Tennessee seven and three. So whoever comes out first should get an easier run through the playoffs um, and a home. A home fixture to kick it all off with the second place team in the AFC South likely still making the playoffs but having to go on the road that could be critical they've been a bit of a surprise package to Colts haven't they didn't think they'd be Frank any... Reich is, is phenomenal he's the reason we won the Super Bowl we should never let him go you've seen the Philly offence struggle since he left since that Super Bowl year like mm. I mean I nearly cried last night um, you're playing in Cleveland in the pissings of rain your quarterback is struggling and you give Miles Sanders 16 carries Give him 30 carries. You need to take alleviate the pressure quarterback. Actually, the place is terrible, and I think we're lacking an offensive corner a la Frank Reich. He's done a phenomenal job. Wentz, Wentz is a... Wentz just doesn't, was, doesn't have it, I don't think. I don't know. There was a phenomenal stat. Um, I must dig it out, the full details, but pretty much it was Wentz, the results of his plays when Doug Peterson calls his plays and the result of his plays... When he audibles, when he audibles, his plays are phenomenal. I think Dougie P might be the the issue. I'm not saying Wentz is a godsend, but I don't think he's thrown an interception when he audibles. And that's one I can get behind for every week. Can I make a request though? Sticking with the same artist, can we play What's Beef instead? Because <laughs> that is my 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 jam. As a, as a gentleman from the rough, rough North East Mead, born in the Jetto, uh, I can relate to that tune. <laughs> Jetto. 
Yeah. Um, so that's, I suppose, a bit of NFL coverage. It's going to get very intriguing now over the next. So this week is Thanksgiving, is it? Thursday is Thursday. Thanksgiving. So is, Turkey is, every, Day. is everybody playing? There's three fixtures. Three fixtures. Um, Texans, Lions. It's the early one. Then I think it is Washington football team and Dallas. So obviously, whoever wins that is probably going to go ahead of NFC. NFC. And then the Rams and the Steelers. No, Ravens and Steelers, sorry. Um, that's the, the three games on Thanksgiving. Everyone else back on the Sunday. Alrighty. Um, kicking off early Sky Sports by half five, six o'clock. Lock yourself in on Thursday. If you don't want to watch, no, I don't know. Lock yourself in. Put <laughs> <laughs> on your seatbelt. <laughs> Um, yeah, I suppose we have one Do you have fans are, one we? fan question. Okay. Um, this was sent to us by a lady called Marta. So my question for the busted bar stools, I want to know who do you think will retire first, Messi or Ronaldo, and why? <laughs> Fabulous question, Marta. That's probably the best question that we've had. Jesus, be careful, John might jump. <laughs> How is I John? didn't. I didn't. I didn't say that. Has anyone checked in on John? <laughs> I did not say that. That um, was mentioned by the coach. I, I can imagine, barring a catastrophic injury, that Ronaldo will play on till thirty nine or forty, like Ibrahimovic. Because mm. of how he looks so after you, his body, yeah. I think. You'd say Ronaldo. I'd say Ronaldo will yeah. go longer. Yeah. yeah. I would say Ronaldo as well. But f- more for the reason that Messi seems to have, it, it, Messi seems to be unraveling in front of our eyes at the moment. Yeah. Um, like the the things that have come out about him over the last. Well, see, you don't even know if they've come out about him, but you, you know what I mean. They, There's no smoke without fire. Like, Go on, you're right. You're dead right. Come on. You know what I'm saying. Um, I don't think that he'll settle into another club kind of the same way if he does leave Barcelona the same way that he has at Barcelona um, and with that I can see an early retirement well not an early retirement he's what 34 now 34 33 um, 34 yeah. 33, I think yeah. Ronaldo's two years older than Messi isn't he yeah so Ronaldo yeah. I think is 36 this year Oof. I'm a, I'm but a huge. But like, Ronaldo, it's still, is 30, still rocking. Ronaldo is thirty six in February. Yeah, still, still rocking though. Do you still know what I mean? Whereas, still banging the mid. It kind of comes back, but to and one. in different places as well. Yeah, like, do you know that kind of way? Whereas, like, yeah, it kind of yeah, comes back to what I'm, we said about the fighting and retiring. Like miles on the clock. Yeah, who's mm. gonna? It's, it's miles on the clock, and <sighs> Messi broke through earlier though too, didn't he? Didn't he start playing for Barcelona at 16? Against Chelsea, 2004. Yeah, and then was Ronaldo. threatened with a loan to Rangers then, wasn't he? But yeah. how... Like Jesus, no one... <laughs> like a prison sentence, <laughs> that wouldn't have been... <laughs> Holy God, can he do it on a cold night in Glasgow? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dundee. No, but how, like, what I mean is... like, Someone probably should tell them, stop while you're ahead. Like, you look at the likes of, say... Vidic, Carragher, Gerrard. These players went out kind of close enough to the top of their game, give or take. Okay, Gerrard went to the Galaxy, fair enough. Carragher went out probably, with the exception of not winning the Premier League, probably as high as he could go. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, would you not rather, if you were Messi, would you not rather do another year or two at Barca or even City and then just go, call it a day? Similar to Ronaldo. Like, I, what's Ronaldo's next move? I know he's linked with United, but like, mm. 
that's a figment of you know i seen it i seen city well obviously i don't know how how true it is but i seen sky sports put up there the other day that uh city have closed the door on mm. messy move so maybe they don't they don't even want them um i did i did see one about the city group though that's New York City, is it? Yeah, they own the Melbourne one as well, and a friend. I think they own a French club as well. That he might maybe even do a year at City and then go to New York. I did see something mm, okay. along their lines that it would be a deal with the City Group as opposed to just City. Yeah, okay. Which it makes sense. Um, it'd be a natural come down, but you know, I agree with you though. I think I think it would be nearly better to see like you know someone who just goes right. So I'm at this level, and I'm just gonna go. And I wipe my hands of it, and I'm off. Yeah, and it, it's a poor way to go, isn't it? Like, I was thinking when he did do the when the agreement came about that he was staying with Barcelona. I was like, you know what, he's gonna go and do something special this year, Champions League or the league or something. Move on, but they're a shambles. Yeah, yeah, they're really, really bad. And he's falling out with Griezmann now as well. I think from what I've read, was he in with Griezmann? Um, <laughs> That's been a disaster from the get go. I think, isn't it? But I think it's got more now. Like, there's personal beefs there now like and I what, what is it Koeman came out you don't know obviously what's being said in change rooms and stuff but like Koeman coming out and being like they're having rows in the change room about like you're not going to have it all your own way and, and this crack and this crack whereas you just don't hear that about Ronaldo um, Ronaldo obviously well there was a bit of a he did have a bit of a spot at Madrid didn't he um, but he's gone to Juve now and he's still playing at quite a high level and we'll probably do the same for another couple of years like. it's mad how when Ronaldo was younger and Messi was younger Ronaldo was seen to have this huge ego whereas Messi wasn't, wasn't yeah. Mm. Yeah. and mm. as time's gone on they've gotten yeah. closer and closer and I'd say even Messi's now surpassed, surpassed him in terms of an ego the, the, yeah. um, in terms of Ronaldo America's an option but I actually think Portugal is the option do you know what I'm Go gonna, I'm to gonna yeah I was gonna say there I was actually going to say it about Messi Messi's at a point if you don't go out at the top so say the only place he can go now and stay at the top is probably Man City okay um, or stay at Barca and finish there the only way you compliment yourself by doing by coming out looking rosy is if he goes back to Newell's old boys and finishes there I think mm-hmm. so you're going down but you're going down for a good reason mm-hmm. and I was just like what you said with Ronaldo if he went out at Lisbon it's a nice way to go it's like uh, who is yeah Aaron Robin is back playing with FC Groningen yes. this yeah. season. Yeah, uh, it's, it's a, a nice look. way to go because you're still going to be a decent player at that level, and you can go out after doing something special. I think, but who finishes first? I think, unfortunately, and I love him, and I I think he has been the better one. But I think Messi could go first purely because his world seems to be self imploding. <clears throat> yeah. Mm. Yeah. And he's the younger one, which is unfortunate. For for Messi's there, is it? Yeah, yeah. That's, I now two years ago, I'd have never said that. No, I you know. Also, think of physiques and how they looked yeah. after their bodies. I think Ronaldo was better suited to take punishment. Yeah. Look, it's it's association football, but I think he was built better to to absorb the punishment than say Messi, who's. Does anyone yeah, know what I, the growth hormone injections Barca gave Messi are actually doing to his insides either, like or his body? Yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't be like a Spanish team to uh, provide steroids <laughs> for the rest, but I won't get into that again. Yeah, so I think it's a resounding Messi to go first. Messi, yeah. yeah, and we'll all be left with egg in our face. Wait to see. They should all just—they should make a pact, him and Ronaldo, and just go. 
this is our last year and just not come back. That's what I would like. I would like to see them both go to the same. I'd love that. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'd like. It, the yeah. same time in the same league would be incredible. Yeah. If they went out next but year at Messi at City and United, United, United City, it would be incredible. Yeah, that's it. Uh, that's that's like the end of goal, isn't it? Like, <laughs> <laughs> my dad's seen me play. <laughs> when I played for him, <laughs> what was his name again? Oh, Santiago, Santiago oh. Munoz or Santiago something. Santiago Munoz. It's just so good. Oh. Hey, what a what a bad bad him. film. Hey, there's, a, there's a full episode in that sports movies. Oh, yeah. We did it. Hen. Episode two, season one. Way back when it was cold, yeah. and we didn't think sport would ever come back, ever and we thought back, it was yeah. about six weeks away from I Am Legend. Yeah, we should probably delete those ones because they were fucking tragic. <laughs> well, I recorded them through a potato, so... Yeah, that's neither here nor there. Look, yeah. it's a teething issue. Yeah, but the potatoes are now a pack of the tejo, so... Adaption. Wrap it up, gents. Mm-hmm. Take us away, Beric. Smashing. Thanks, everyone, for listening, as always. Um, we started off a bit frosty this week, but as always, like this podcast, we've come full circle and we're all friends again. Thanks everyone. Uh doctor for your your research as always. Coach for trying to start an argument amongst the amongst the guys. Sasquatch, the glue. And I have been Beric Dundarian. Thank you, good night. Much love and follow us on Instagram. Post the Barstow.